you glad you came along, princess? Urulani said, grabbing the arm of the auburn-haired woman, pulling her away from Dracus. The harder she pulled, however, the more firmly Mala gripped Dracus as though he were her only jetsam in a sea of fear. Urulani, after considerable effort, managed to pull her free. Let's go! No! Mala screamed, her hands shaking as her head and eyes began darting about. The monsters are out there! They've come from my dreams! They've come from my soul! We don't have time for this! Dracus barked, his eyes fixed on the dark shapes wheeling above them in the sky. You heard the man, princess! Mala shoved Urulani backward with a mindless animal roar. The captain quickly recovered her footing. Fair warning, Urulani said, as she pulled back her arm and smacked a quick fist across Mala's cheek. Mala, however, did not drop. She staggered backward several steps before her eyes went wide, and then Mala erupted into a fury. With a ferocity and speed that shocked Dracus, she clawed suddenly at Urulani's face. Just as suddenly, the lyric pulled her arms free of Quare and Yithri, leaping on Urulani's back. By the gods! Dracus shouted, reaching over to try and pull the lyric from the captain's back. Get them out of here! Ganta! Bloody red streaks opened up along Urulani's midnight skin. Get back here, Linda Hand! Gantau slid to a stop in the sand, turned and rushed back to the platform. By the look on his face, Dracus knew the man was afraid, but obeyed. Dracus managed to pull the lyric off of Urulani's back. He pushed Mala behind him, but she was still sobbing and as afraid of the portal as of the approaching dragons. She pushed back against him from behind. Dracus struggled to keep his footing on the slippery marble. Good luck, princess, Urulani said. Men of Sandow, let's get out of here. It's too late, they're already here, Dracus bellowed. Ethis, you and Juga watch the sides and each other's backs. Urulani, get what's left of your men to form up with our backs to the fold. The plan's still good. We'll drop back through the fold if we need to and hold on the other side until your men bring help. What kind of help do you think they can bring against that? Urulani asked, pointing to the sky. Three of the great shadows in the deepening evening sky were ahead of the rest, their shrieking cries seeming to cut directly through Dracus's ears. When do we fire? Quare asked, but there was a strange quiver in his voice. The song returned to Dracus's head like a thundering chorus of a thousand voices. Back to the homeland of fallen dreams, is this the prophet returned, wandering so long, wandering so strong? Wait, I... what? Dracus stammered. Do we fire? Quarry repeated. No, we wait, Urulani replied. What? Yithri yelped. That's no welcoming party, lass, Jugar growled. So you want to fire arrows into that? Urulani pointed as the first of the dragons banked above the sands, its enormous leathery wings held tight against the air through which it rushed. Sweat was breaking out on her brow. Do you see the scales? Do you really think we can do any damage to it at this range? We have to wait until it is closer. I think it's already too close, Ethis shouted. We've got to retreat through the portal. No! Jugar yelled over the tumult of voices around him. We don't know where the fold leads. It could be a thousand leagues from... What does it matter where it leads? Ethis shouted back. How can it possibly be worse than this? Dracus barely heard the words around him. The song filled his mind and thoughts.
Come to the claw and the forehand. Come to the land of the dead. Come, quiet stealing. Come to the healing. Mollus screamed. The dragon had turned above the sands, pulling at the air so hard that the dunes beneath it exploded upward in billowing sunset clouds of sand. In an instant, the enormous, gaping jaws, with razor-sharp fangs nearly as tall as Dracus, were closing on the platform. The fifty-foot wings of the beast struck down and forward, slowing the monster in mid-flight just short of the platform, the sudden hurricane gust knocking Dracus back two steps. The dragon's great left foreclaws extended down toward him. It was the eyes that caught his attention, Dracus realized in the last moment. Slit pupils and a terrible yellow color, yet focused, determined, alert, intelligent. Dracus reached forward with...